You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. How you doing? Coming to you live from the Laugh Factory on the world-famous Sunset Strip. And I'm here today with a very special guest, a comedian who's about to blow the fuck up. Just remember that. Remember where you were when you were listening to this podcast so you can remember another brilliant call that I made. And that call happens to be Mikey Winfield. How are you doing, Mikey Winfield? Yeah, that's funny, man. You know, it's funny when... People see from afar and they have this belief and perception and I ride all of that energy. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm glad anyone feels anyway. Right. About. Well, I have some good calls. I called Patrick Mahomes this season. I called uh, Mike Budenholzer would change the bucks. So I called Mike Winfield. But to be fair, I also called Brady Quinn was going to be a Hall of Famer. And that Michael Beasley would also be all of it. See, yeah, that's what people uh, neglect is what, I else, give my what else you said. I play, Yeah, I give my L's, though. Okay, I'm fair. I'm an objective individual. You, you know, know, Beasley's a beast, though, you know? Dude, Maybe I, not so much Hall of Famer, you know? Yeah, but, I yeah. still believe in Beasley's talent. You know what I no, mean? No, I do, too. He's, He's a, one of those guys who just smokes too much weed. It happens. Do you think that's it? I think is that's it, it. Is it his on the court that gives you gives you problems? I, I just I can I can look. I smoke weed. You I could smoke, tell he smokes weed. I can tell he smokes by his weed. play or by how everything, he's sitting on the bench. Everything when he's, how he is. I actually know an NBA player, acquaintance wise, who was very successful at the high school and collegiate level, and he's in the NBA now. But this dude just smokes too much damn weed. Like he is high. For every minute of his life. So I don't mm. even know how you would put like, because it's like anything else, you know, whether it's comedy or sports, you have to put a, together a game plan on how you're going to get better. And then you focus on that game plan. Yeah. You know, you make the strategy and implement the tactics. Right. You know, there's only but there's a few. no strategy attacks if you're fucking high as shit all day. You know what I mean? There's and people I smoke who are all strategic time, so. with it, but I don't think that works for even it a depends. small percentage it only yeah. works for a small percentage if you look at the rogans aka joe rogan and seth rogan these guys are high all fucking day and they're able to to do that so are they I mean? performing at the highest level is that what we're saying and they're- maybe they're you know i think for certain people uh it doesn't matter like seth rogan for one like it just doesn't matter if i smoked weed all day i wouldn't do anything you know and i i smoke almost every day yeah you know what i mean but I'm strategic about when I do it. Are you, though? Are you? <laughs> are you blowing up my spot, Mike Winfield? I just wondering, are you strategic? I, I think mean, I'm we can call anything strategy. Yeah, I guess we can. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just mean, like, I think Beasley, it's just if your whole life revolves around weed instead of basketball, I think it's just going to be to your detriment. Yo, but, you know? but, man, like, this is why do you think you know that about him right now? Oh, just because he the- got arrested. <laughs> He's been arrested for weed multiple times, tried to fly. Uh, you know, at Miami Airport, he got picked up with that shit. And I don't think he makes it any secret. He had, like, a multiple Snapchat or Instagram 
situations. But first of all, I don't think it's a big deal if you smoke weed. Let me get that out of the way, first of all. Like, if you look at the NFL right now, they will hop you full of Vicodin, this and that, yeah. give you all those painkillers. But you're not allowed to smoke weed. I think that's crazy. You know what I mean? But I think Mike Beasley and this guy I'm talking about are like, like, I don't, like see, 10 blunts, 15 blunts a day type of smoke. I think there's many players that may be at that level. I just think all of the players don't have the training and the self-awareness to not try to get on an airplane and think, you know, you're going <laughs> to get through with this, man. And there's something that I really sit on real heavy, and I see artists fail. Artists, I'm talking about artists, right. bigger-than-life people is they forget they're black. And there's things you, you just can't forget that. Mike Winfield, I've never forgotten that I'm black. Yo, man, you just can't <laughs> forget that. And that's what happens. You get so big yeah. that you forget, and you just think, oh, yeah, I'm who I am. I don't I give am. a fuck. No, no yeah, rules yeah, apply yeah, to right. me. But then you find out they do in the hardest way. Yeah, unless you're a rich white Republican named Wilbur Ross or something, then your shit is completely fine forever. No, man. You know and, they- and, they will, and they will argue that. Like, no, nah, it's... It's not fine over here either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But it's also, like, to your point, different people handle shit differently. Like, yeah. like, and I think about two people, Michael Jordan and Deion Sanders. So, like, according to Jalen Rose, one of, the, uh, one of the things that Michael Jordan used to do, if you were visiting Chicago, he would take the opposing team out to dinner at one of his restaurants, and just everybody would get shit-faced. No, MJ knowing that he could handle it the next day and that these other guys couldn't. He was drinking O'Doul's? Was he, was he? <laughs> no, Mike was doing the real shit. He was the original. You know, like LeBron's walking around with his wine. Even Michael yeah. did that shit better. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. And the other one was Deion Sanders. So, like, Deion, you know, we were talking about the other day maybe one of the top three athletes of yeah, our, right. our era, you know? So he's going out with the young guys. And getting all shit face, you know, partying. And right. then Dion shows up to practice and it's all good. He's still prime time. He's still neon Dion. He's right. still out there. And those young guys are puking on, on you know, the side of the field. And, and some coach went up to him and said, see that? That's why he can do that and you guys can't. Yeah, man, you know? I think it, it's a detriment because so many see some of these big time stars, big time yeah, athletes yeah, yeah, yeah. doing that. And they're like, yo, that's what they do. Shoot, exactly. I can do it. But, man, the people that can – they just are gifted, and everyone is yeah. not Zion yeah. Williamson. Everyone Zion is not, Williamson. you know, LeBron like that. So it's yeah. just like some of you just have to drink Gatorade. Yeah, some of you got to drink it. And you are not a smoker, Mike Winfield. Nah, man, you know. Um, but I, we are I, toasting Yes. right yeah, now. Yeah, We're toasting. Absolutely. Because Mike Winfield is a comedian who's about to blow up. How many meetings have you been taking, you Hollywood douche? He's been here taking so many meetings with all the top management agencies, yeah. agents. You know, I think all thing, trying to grab on the Mike Winfield train. I just decided, you know, it's like I just decided. I'm enjoying certain aspects, but let's yeah. just like let's buzz out a little bit. Let's buzz out. That's what I like to do. I like to to plan my buzz. Yeah, you know, because it's just a matter of you know when you want it, you just put that energy into the aura throw it out there and it'll happen and i decided man why not give myself a little buzz give it without being the dude that has to come in and say something gigantic i want ignorant. you to know all that you know, buzz has ended immediately when you stepped into this podcast yo studio. man i know they're like <laughs> he did that <laughs> and well, great to have you. you know of course man it's, it's a pleasure you know it's, yeah so where you've been today do you want to give the rundown or no yeah where did i go well this is the thing i just been i'll leave it kind of bland i just been visiting a lot of the biggest management companies, yeah. just kind of seeing uh, what they can do. 
Yeah. You know, who can really open a door that I cannot open on my own? Ask the questions now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. and and man, it's fun. It's just fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. It's fun in the beginning. It's like most relationships in the beginning. <laughs> you know, when it's all that. Well, you mean with like an agent or a manager? Oh yeah, man. It's great when you it walk is. in and they have every person yeah. sitting in every chair in a right. little round table, and they like have a little champagne and. They're doing all these things and showing it you It all that. starts out with champagne and caviar, you know, right? Man, it really does. And then you get a little familiar. Yeah. And you know what? I think, the I magic think goes in out the and beginning. Before you know it, you're getting blown by hobos underneath the 101 just to feel <laughs> something, Mike like Winfield. Just to feel something. But that's the time, man. You got to take that first week or two and do everything you're going it, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, you know. I love that. That's well, that. I think I had pretty good advice. And I think that's find, like, the management company who you know, those, like, comics who suck. Like, there are – we won't name them, but there are a few comics out here who get the best spots who I've never seen get a laugh. You know what I mean? But they have the best representation, and Dang. they're on the good shows. But find who's repping those people because they're the ones no. – they're the ah. Luca they're – like, they're like the Anthony Davis – Giannis, Luka Doncic, all stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are. They're, they're, play, they're playing with this trash, and they're, they're able see, to elevate it. This know? is where you're wrong. Tell Com- me. Comedy is not about getting a laugh. That's not about being funny. Mm. Comedy is about you know you go out there and you work hard and you don't offend anybody. Yeah, now, you yeah, don't that's offend. comedy. Now, that's comedy right there. You don't make anybody think. Yeah. Everybody should come in with their opinions unchallenged. Absolutely. So, so they're just yeah. so they're comfortable. Yeah, you know? the best set is when everyone looks at you and shakes your hand. They yeah. walk away and they're like, yo, man, you I wasn't offended. Offend anybody. And they're like, did you laugh? No, I didn't yeah. laugh at all. <laughs> but I wasn't offended. Offended at, at a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man, that's where we are going to. That's where we're going to. Life is just becoming an air-conditioned purgatory in yo, which man, all things are milk and toast and the same. I'm starting to enjoy, vanilla, like, homogenous. Man, I think if we did some type of... Um, like comparison from the sound level of comedy shows from like today versus 10 years ago. Oh my it's God. way more quiet. And oh, I think that's good. That like, is amazing. Yeah. Like you're hearing more feelings and opinions. Yeah. It's like fewer punchlines. <laughs> Yo, it's exciting. It's like you get to talk to the yeah, people next what, to you. Tell me what you think about social anxiety disorder and, yeah. and the duality of man. I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this funny bullshit. No, you know no. What I mean? get, man, your laughter is I wanna, cheap. I want to cheap. I want to feel like I'm watching a blog post being read. Yeah, That's man. what I want, man. Sometimes I'm in there like, this dick just made me laugh. What kind of asshole is that? I want to talk to the guy next to me yeah. about the conversation that that comedian just sparked. Like, yeah, I exactly. I want to laugh. It's all about sparking conversations yes. and profundity. It's not about laughing Yo, and humor. That's what comedy. do you think this is, comedy? Yo, I don't think the biggest name is going to get round of applause they're not going to get applause breaks yeah. you know they're going to get some well i think i think the reason you've gotten to where you are right now is because you are funny you know and there is a difference on yeah stage and this is that. the end this is the end <laughs> now what if hey let's just say what if like i got what if the special comes out and it's one of those specials that they're like oh yeah oh my if you don't know mike mike's been a lot of, he's been in the office he recently your special has come out or it's recently coming out yeah yeah it's um and it's you're gonna recorded. see him in a bunch of shit in the next in the next year or two, man. Yo, and I'm just so excited for that's you. That's promising. That's th- man, every. I believe everything once I see it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's amazing as I feel about 
everything. I believe it when I see it. So, know? Mike, I want you to dominate. Talk to okay? me, man. I want yeah, you I want to destroy the game. I want you to destroy. Yo, I'm going to okay? be all over. I want you to dominate yeah. and destroy to the level that people are sick of you. They're you like, we can't see this Mike E. Winfield anymore. He's just everywhere, but this motherfucker keeps winning. I can if I want. You want me to? Yes, I want I you will. to. I will. I will. I'm making a personal request. I want you to be the New England Patriots, Mike E. Winfield. Yeah, Yo, you want me to? <laughs> I, I, it's like, okay. All right, I will. This is who I want you to be. This is an actual quote from Bill Belichick after their victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. I am Galactus, the be-all and all of the universe. Oh, my bad. That's not Bill Belichick. That's actually Galactus, the destroyer of worlds. Uh, here are other quotes, actually, Mikey. Winfield, oh, please. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. The, from the New England Patriots he- locker room afterwards. Um Human beings are a disease, a cancer on this planet. You're a plague, and we are the cure. More quotes from New England Patriots. Wow, I like. Americans are the great Satan, the wounded snake. Oh, man. More quotes from the New England Patriots. Uh, we need not fear the judgment of history. Who, after all, speaks today of the extermination of the Armenians? Can you believe this? From the New England Patriots locker room. And the last quote from the New England Patriots, Luke, I am your father. Oh, wait, I'm getting this in. Uh, that's actually not the New England Patriots. The first quote is from the guy in the Matrix. The second one is from Ayatollah Khomeini. The third one is from, of course, Adolf Hitler, who I think was a Patriots fan. And the fourth one was Darth Vader. Yo, man, that was clever. You like that? Yeah, hey, man. Because they're all people who dominated to a persecuting degree. Wow. You know wow. what I mean? And we yeah. actually have a real clip from the uh, recent rally. Do you? The recent Super Bowl rally. Are you ready Yo, for man. this? I, I'm not sure. Are you ready for this? No, go Here's for it. actually a real clip. Throughout 12 long years, the German from the people Patriot were rally. regimented, willingly for the most part, into a machine which substituted for personal freedom the cult of mass obedience. Oh, wait, I think this isn't a Patriot. I think this is a Nazi rally, actually. This is a Nazi rally. Vince, this isn't the Patriots. This is a Nazi rally. That's not the Patriots. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're a Patriots fan. I'm just sick of you guys. It's, Are you it's sick too of the Patriots? Much. It's, too much. it's the Fourth Reich is what I'm trying to say. You know, I will say this. As, um, as Mikey Winfield, you know, I'm probably not even watching. But... What I will say is, like, you know, man, I think it's great when guys get old and they still play. And, no, Brady. what is he? What is Brady? 40, 41? Brady. Not old, but. The, the it, Vader to Belichick's yo, Palpatine. In football age, yo, that's grandpa age. It is, but, and you don't know. don't you want to see an old dude win a football game? You know what it is to me? It's like I hated him so much, but it's like eventually he's the last guy around from that era of, Easy. like, right. my my childhood or adolescence. He's whatever. our Vince Carter. He's the last one yeah. from Favre and Peyton and all those guys. So, like, I have a begrudging admiration for Tom Brady, but it's just like, dude, like, come on. First of all, all the rules have changed. So he was lucky enough to get on the other side of the rules changes where you can't even touch a quarterback anymore, which none of those guys were a part of. So right. he could easily play another five years. Like, all the rules Yo, are just completely different. Let's just different be now. hopeful that he does. Imagine a guy no, that's 46 getting yeah, tackled. Will. You I get know, tackled but you can't tackle him. Is the thing. But you're do you know, Mike, Mikey you Winfield? Do you know you can no longer <laughs> tackle a quarterback below the ankles when they are in the pocket? I had no idea. That is a 15-yard penalty. In in the pocket. In the pocket. Really? You can't tackle them what below do you their do? knees. What do you do? You if can't. He has the ball? You can't do anything. You literally can't do anything. 
Oh, no. Yeah. It's so a 15 yard it's like two and touch. Almost. It's like two and touch for quarterback. So he made it to the perfect era that and he happens to have the greatest defensive coach uh, since Lombardi. You know, or you can even say greater than Lombardi. It's yeah. different eras, but you so know, man, is that like rules are transitioning across like sports? Because that's basketball too. It's a softer sport now. Is basketball that just the whole thing softer, across the board? But you know, I think basketball has that more inherently as a part of the game in terms of a natural evolution, the elimination of hand checking or whatever, which has been uh, like not in the European game for a while. Mm. You know, so there are iterations of that, but. Football, on the other hand, is in its very nature just a violent game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh. So I don't know how you can uh, take the violence out of it without, uh, you know, kind of undercutting its very essence of what makes it football. Hey, is this still – is this too much of a topic? But why are people still putting their children in football when we know the effects of those type of collisions <laughs> over the years? Is that, that is a, a whole great other question. Show? That is no, it's a good question. I think they I think it's the same thing where they're just like, oh, it's just like the same people don't believe in global warming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, those liberal fucking cuck scientists. Yeah. I'm not letting them what to do with my yeah. kid. This is what's right. making society soft. We've been having concussions. Yeah. For years. Meanwhile, Timmy's like, you know, having to eat, you know, applesauce <laughs> when he's 35 because right. he's probably going to be retarded. You know? Yeah. Huh. OK. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know. Just, I just don't think parents care or, or believe it. You know, I think they you have a subsection of parents in this country who are just football people and nothing will kind of break that cult, which is interesting because it's the most sensitive parents ever. Like parents don't let their children walk to school anymore. Like so much. has Yeah, changed but I think that's a different in parent. protecting. That's a different parent than, you know, than lets their kid play. But they football. do everything for sports. Parents do everything for, you know, I'm talking classes and yeah. courses. Would you, I mean, would you let your kids or potential kids play would you let them play football is the thing i wouldn't i would i wouldn't encourage it yeah. and when they want to i wouldn't like objectively go attack and say no because i i know how that works that makes you want to do it more so i would encourage them to the direction i want them to go to yeah but it's also really hard just to care you know like i watched me and my sister big football fans we watched that concussion movie with will smith where he's like tell the truth one oh, of yeah. the great Will Smith quotes. And, like, he breaks down the number of hits these guys take in their career. And it's not during really in-games. It's practices where the repeated brain trauma comes from. And it's like you look at it, it's almost like an inevitability in most cases, especially when you're, like, on the offensive-defensive line. And it's like at the end of it, you're like, wow, this is a terrible sport. We're never watching football again. And then, like, Sunday, we're like, shit, what, we, what should we do? Colts are on. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what I mean? Oh, man. So it's like, how much do you care about things? You know, like your iPhone is a product of child labor. Like, would you ever walk by a kid doing shit? You never think you would walk by and be okay with that, let alone, you know, benefit from it. But you look at your iPhone, you see an article that's made by little kids in exploitation, and you don't give a shit. You move on with your life. Yeah, I know. It's almost like you need the physical proof, and that's still not enough. It's not enough. If they enough. showed you a photo with the kid with the iPhone. People don't care. And no food and no clothes, but yeah. he's, he's dealing his iPhone and making exactly. it. Exactly. You're still like, uh, Exactly. Exactly. Don't, don't show me that. And we always say, what do people always say? Oh, you know, I would never let concentration camps or a genocide happen. Like, what were those people like? How could they go along with that or let that happen? You know, how could they come up for reasons to justify it? And then here we are sitting in a situation where they're literally kids, you know, that we separated from their parents in camps 
where they're concentrating and and on school, you know, and we don't give a shit. We're all just going along with our lives, you know? So I just think people don't give a shit. Everyone's just on their own bag, man. Yeah. You know? Picking their fake outrage. Picking their fake outrage. Taking meetings at (laughs) top management agencies. Yeah, that's 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 what we do. Damn it. Yeah, if I was a kid, though, I would tell them to become a referee. Why? Because you have no culpability. Like, did you see the New Orleans Los Angeles Rams on Sunday? One of the absolute worst blown calls ever in the history. Now, what do you think a referee takes something away from a team like that? Do you know they do that? They do. That's a regular thing in hoop where the referee will not call, make a call in the last couple seconds of games. That's just always been the case because yeah. they don't want the guy shooting free throws with no time. That's been the case for years. But I don't think the NBA should be brought up as a case of good refereeing. The NBA has the most WWE makeup call. Like, oh, yeah. All, for, there makeup be, calls is huge. And right? also, there should be no such thing as veteran calls or all-star calls. Yeah, I know. Just because LeBron James or James Harden are there and they're all-stars, that doesn't give them the right to earn calls more sensitive at, at a rate at, than fucking Tor. Prince it's at because the Hawks. it's a it business. It doesn't make sense. Dude. It's a business and a show, and they're protecting yeah. their 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 products. But, but man, as far as like this this blown call, yeah. Even as somebody who didn't watch it, that was insane. It was man. insane. Yo, like, what was that about? I don't know. How I, did he I justify? Just, I just think he missed the call. And you know, NFL guys actually do an amazing job. If you see the uh, the neutral zone infraction they had against D Ford. And, and, and on a call that would have ended it and sent the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. They absolutely nailed that call. And, you know, I think the NBA, NFL, even though it doesn't seem like it right now, is actually the marquee officiating league in the world. They're completely objective. They have replays to keep them honest. You don't have any question about whether this motherfucker is taking bribes like in soccer or tennis or not. You know what I mean? And you don't have these weird Donaghy questions like you have in the NBA and this kind of weird nebulous system where all-stars get more calls than rookies you know so the nfl actually keeps shit straight this is why i advocate a replay system in the nba because if there was a replay system in the nba refs would have to call it honestly because they would be afraid that the call would be over so you think they're taking bribes in the nba somebody is i think in in i think it's somewhere i think it's one of the great like, I think there are two or three conspiracies that actually have a good chance of being real. Now, I don't think the NBA is so-called, I don't know, fixing games from the top, especially with silver, you know? But that Lakers-Kings game. Oh, wow. Tim, Tim Donaghy worked that game. He worked that game and told you exactly what was happening in it. You yeah. know what I mean? And nobody yeah. nobody really believed him. That and was he, and the Kings one time to get a championship. Yes, and, and the Pacers. Away. Yes, uh. and we, we would have played them in, in the finals, you know? So I think you have you have that, and you have the system that he kind of outlined where they would go in, and they'd be like, okay, this is what we're going to call the second half, you know? So I think, I think there is that kind of entertainment aspect to it that you were referencing. The NFL, I honestly think, NFL does a lot of things wrong, you know what I mean? But one thing that they have done right is they've cleaned up their officiating, and it's completely objective, and I think they get, like, 97% of calls, mm. you know? I just think this was – we're humans. It's a bad call, you know? It was just a bad fucking call. That was that was worse than bad, though, because it wasn't close. Yeah. It was just wrong. Well, there's a couple things they can do with officiating, a couple things on how they can fix officiating, okay? Number one – if you watch the NFL, they're especially in the playoffs, they go back to New York. 
just like in the NBA, they go back to Secaucus to for the reviews at the end of in, in the NBA. It's only the end of quarter and the end of half. They go back to Secaucus where they have the replay center, right? Okay. In the NFL, they have they go to New York where New York tells them they're looking at all the angles. This is the call. Oh. So why isn't New York just calling all the games, or they can just call down in the field and be like, "No, that was a PI." Hmm. You know what I'm saying? How does that change the game if they make that call? What happens? Play it out. The Saints win. How? The Saints win. They get the pass interference. So first down. It's a first down. And they, then what? A field goal? Field goal touchdown. You know, and they go. They win. They they can take more time off the clock. It was an end of the game situation. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I also have this theory. Okay? We don't have Tommy to do my theory music. But <laughs> here's my theory. Vince we are going to – The great question <laughs> of the 21st century – it's going to be what happens when capitalism doesn't need labor anymore. Because in the whole history of the world, capitalism has always needed labor. But with the rise of AI and robot technologies, you don't need labor anymore. You can create your own labor outside of the human work field. So what's going to happen when that happens? And I say the first job that should go is referees, man. We should have robot referees in everything. There's Disagree. No, there's no reason, like a sport like tennis. Especially baseball. No, take it away. Tennis, yeah, get rid of t- that guy. Tennis, but there's not no baseball. reason. For that. Baseball is the one sport where you could automate everything. No, that's what not fun. What is this one guy who's leaning over the back guy, like <laughs> trying to make Yo, calls, like umpires whether it's here or there? They are the best, man. They miss stuff. See, you they, like the human element. No, I like the fact you that they, like the human they hate a batter, and you kind of know that he hates this guy and then there's a close call right on the line and he's like strike i see like, you like you like the drama inherent no in, i do in like human, that about baseball yeah in human imperfection i like guys missing calls on purpose because they're like oh, that's man the, that, i don't like him that's the great debate in baseball man because you have like the tradition and baseball traditionalists are like baseball traditionalists they're still mad jackie robinson played in 1960 yeah oh, that's man. baseball traditional so they're not <laughs> they're not gonna move they don't want to do like computer strike zones. That's boring. They don't want to do pitch count. I think I think a pitch count in baseball, like a shot clock for pitchers, would be the uh, best fucking thing. Okay, so tell me. What, but I'm not what, a baseball what even, purist. What does that even mean? That even what is that? Like you got to pitch within the next ten seconds? Yeah. So just like you have to run a play in 24 seconds, you got to pitch in 24 seconds. Oh man, see no, see you got to sit at Let's a game. Let's get this game to going, baby. Game, man, no. Let's. This isn't 1936. Yo, I don't. Man. I don't work in the fucking coal mines. I don't got all day to be out here. You know. Good baseball. Let's get this game going. Good baseball is defensive. It's not just guys so boring. hitting home runs and it's 20 to 20. A great game is a pitcher that's just holding it down. Oh, and he has man. to throw all the perfect pitches to guys that are like leading home runs. That's what it's good so baseball boring. is. And that's why basketball is just turning silly now. It's turning to the Globetrotters. 140 yeah, to 149. Like, this is silly. At the same time, the league has never been hotter. It's Yo, been a great thing for the product. It's way entertaining. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine baseball if there was more offense because these pitchers Whoa. have to actually throw. Nah, nah, I'm not a fan. And get rid of this uh, DL thing. You know what I mean? Des- DH, designated hitter. Just go back. Make the pitchers hit. Make the pitchers hit. I like when the pitchers hit. It makes it more congruent. It makes it make more N- sense. And it's fun seeing a guy that's at your equal level of batting. Like, yeah. when you go up and you see a pitcher up, you're like, yo, I can do that. <laughs> that can be me. <laughs> oh, wow. But right. I know bad refereeing. It, it hurts. It's nothing like it. Like, you know, game three, game four, Eastern Conference uh, finals against the New York Knicks. Uh, Larry Johnson goes up on Antonio Davis. The Pacers are up three. Antonio Davis doesn't touch the motherfucker. Larry Johnson drains it. They call it four-point play. 
They go up one. We end up losing in seven. Steve, Steve Javi will later say, I took away something from a team that should never be taken away from. And you can say, it's one year. You'll be back. But we... That was our best shot. Pacers never depressing. got one. What if the Saints never get another shot? I, I totally yeah. get why you would be pissed. You know? Yeah, it's a very sad element, that human yeah. aspect. We actually, comes with it. Right. actually, can you believe it, Mike Winfield? We have an interview clip here with the actual referee from who made the call or the non-call and the Saints and the Rams game. Here he is. Yo, I got to hear this. Cued up correctly. Here's the ref. Mm. You say is the overall message of your books. Sir, my message is simple. Naggers, Jews, homosexuals, Mexicans, Arabs, and all kinds of different chanks stink. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's not the referee. That's Clayton Bigsby, blind white supremacist from The Chappelle Show. Oh, I don't know what's going on with these clips today, Mike. No, what's up with the clips? I don't know what's going on with these clips, man. But uh, so where are you going to be? Are you going to be working for the Super Bowl? So, man, was he? Was he? Like, how did you not see? What was he looking at? What was I, I the just, referee he, looking at? I think he was just at an angle where he didn't see it. He was just in a clear angle. Yeah, but man, angle. dude, this is the clip. The yeah. dude clocks the dude out of bounds before the ball gets there. <laughs> like, what else could you have seen? Even Yo, on a bad I, angle, I know. you see a guy before the ball lands in By his By the hand. way, you have a very Saints jacket on. That thing is fresh. It's like gold leaf jacket with the black trim. Yeah, I love know, that, man. man. Yeah, but what you don't know is I got on velvet pants. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> my, your coat game has been killing lately. Yo, Mike man, has been on the – I know. feel like you've had a new swag since you had your new coat game going on. Yo, here. man, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of <laughs> turn up just a little you know right. yeah, the world deserves it yeah i don't know so super bowl should be interesting we're gonna do our, our super bowl preview next week but i mean i think it's the patriots you know the rams we live such an easy life here in los angeles the weather's nice everybody's good looking the food's all good for you what do they have in boston nothing but tough snows and an indomitable will for victory you know oh wow that's your logic huh yes. i don't know man i don't know i like um like, L.A.'s fun. It's funny, though. You couldn't tell that there's a Super Bowl coming to Los Angeles. You don't no see clue. Thank you for bringing that any up. Any damn person supporting the Rams outside. Not not even the Sunday that they won. Nobody <laughs> nobody cared. I saw no banners. I saw no people cheering. I'm yeah, like, I have been, what, what, hap- what really happened? <laughs> I have been in a Super Bowl town on a run-up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It should have been way more than one, but in Indianapolis. And, oh, my God. I mean, that whole two weeks, the buildup, the energy, yeah. the blue everywhere. That night, everyone went down to the Circle Center downtown, you know, peaceful, peaceful riding in Indianapolis, wow. right? A peaceful congregation, everyone partying, right? You didn't even have riots in L.A. Wow. You didn't have riots. If the Oakland Raiders would have made the Super Bowl, or the L.A. Raiders, and they were here still— you would have had excitement, buzz, I think, I think enthusiasm. If, I think if the Oakland Raiders did it, it would probably be more buzz. I don't know if LA's embraced Here the Rams. Here you had yet. avocado toast. That's all we had. Nobody cares. Now, what is that? What is it? Is it's because it, LA, no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit about LeBron either. Everyone's just too cool, man. I don't yeah. know about that. Lakers, what is the biggest sport here? It's the Lakers. It's not the Dodgers. It it's is. Not, it's not the Rams. It is. It's but, the Lakers. But people are still into this whole Kobe shit. Like, people haven't fully embraced LeBron. There's not a buzz going on at Staples. The other thing, LA's not going to show up for 24 and 21 team. I don't care if Jesus is playing point guard. They're just yeah, not going to give mean, a shit. I mean, when you come from a winning history, you yeah. know, you want to go when they win. You exactly. know, 
exactly. I think all the you know the buzz wears off when you're like, okay, cool, he's here. Yeah. You know, yeah, exciting. Yeah. But if you're losing, like, no, nah, I'm not going to that. I just want Kobe. I'm to gonna come go to back. the Laugh Factory. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> man, you really have so much here. There's so much to do. It's so much. And the people that come here aren't really sports people, right? And when they do come here, if they are sports people, they're all from around the country. So there's not really a kind of conglomerated central sports figure. If you go to Kansas City, everyone's obviously from Kansas City. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Chiefs right. fan. If you go to everyone migrates. If you go to Chicago, right. everyone's mostly from Chicago. Come to LA, this is a, a migrant city, even more so than New York. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Yes. But I'm so glad you brought up Tim Donaghy and scandals. If there's one organization in sports that is known for scandals, it is the New England Patriots. Oh, but yeah. just how many scandals have they had, Mikey Winfield? Ooh. That's why today we're going to play a little game called Scandal. Was it the New England Patriots? Oh. Here we go. Today's contestant, hailing from Sacramento, California, is none other than comedian Mikey Winfield. Mike! Yeah! Are you ready for a game of Scandal, Patriots, not Patriots? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We are ready for our game. Very professional. Here we go. First question. This person or organization was caught covering up a break-in to the Watergate Hotel and impeding the resulting investigation, causing this person or per persons to resign from office. Yeah. W was it the Patriots? Absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Yeah, man. It was the New England Patriots. I remember that. Yeah. You remember that, right? Yeah, I read it. In 1977? Yeah, yeah, it was right, great. Right, 1974. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Next question. In scandal, was it the Patriots or not the Patriots? Answer, Patriots or not the Patriots. Okay, okay. Before committing a murder and later suicide in jail, this member of this organization came to its leader and requested a trade to the West Coast because he feared the criminal element he was involved in would ultimately be his ruin. A short time later, it would all end in tragedy and homicide. Was it the Patriots or not the Patriots? Nah, I think that was the Ravens. Now nah, let's um. Is that your final answer, Ravens? Yep, 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 yep. No! What? It is what? the New England Patriots and Aaron Hernandez, oh! who came to his coach his sophomore year and told Bill Belichick he would like to be traded because he feared for his safety. The coach dismissed him, oh. and we all know how that. Ended. With the worst case of CTE <laughs> ever recorded. Yes, Disgusting. like a 67-year-old oh, man. Oh, continue. Oh, yes, oh, yes, that's yes, sickening. yes. Move on, yes. please. Move on. <laughs> All right. The cartooned mascot of this organization was involved in a prostitution sting in Rhode Island. Oh, hell yeah. That's the Patriots. He pulled out that Patriot on him <laughs> and got the Patriot in them. them. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding! Yeah. Yes, it was Pat Patriot, also known as Robert Sormonti, who was arrested in 2010 as part of a prostitution sting yeah, in yeah. Rhode Island, where Rhode Island had newly outlawed indoor prostitution. There you go, pulling out that Patriot on him. But what I love about that is Rhode Island 
only banned indoor prostitution. I mean, what about outdoor prostitution, Rhode Island? No, nah, that's that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, man, but yeah, you don't want indoor prostitution. You don't want indoor yeah, prostitution, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. Next question. After a 2006 rule change allowed QBs to dictate pressure in footballs, this organization enjoyed a near impossible run involving almost no loss of footballs in inclement weather. This culminated in a game where 11 out of 12s were found significantly under deflated. Oh man! Oh, Patriots or not the Patriots? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's go with the Patriots. The Patriots. What? What? The infamous Deflate Gate situation. Damn, yes, they did it again. Where a lot of people think it was overblown, this or that. Overblown. But I posit to you, Mikey Winfield. Yeah. All right. When you under deflate footballs, you can squeeze them easier. And these guys didn't fumble after the 2006 rule change, which allowed you to do that—a near impossible run. Wow, so you're saying it's easier to catch softballs. I say it's easier to catch softballs if you know what I'm saying. Yo, no, no, no. Yes. No. Okay, are you ready for the next question? In Patriots, not Patriots. All right. This organization covered up the abuse of young children in a systemic effort to cover up uh, aiding and abetting child abuse from kids all over the world. Oh, man. They did it again. The Patriots. (laughs) This one was actually not the Patriots. This one was Penn State. Let's Let's just go ahead and throw them in there. Okay, the next one. The helmet communicators of visiting teams suddenly malfunction and stop working in tight game situations. Patriots, not Patriots. Oh, yeah, they put the Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and the other team's helmets, and they got all the transmittance so they could get all their signs. Patriots! Ding, 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 ding! Yo, that's real? That is real. A lot of teams have accused the Patriots of not only uh, fucking with the headsets, but also bugging to the locker rooms to the point where Peyton Manning would not have strategic conversations in the Patriots' locker rooms about football at all. He did that Tony Soprano thing when they he, go to the basement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went to the basement of the bottom bank. Apparently, like, guys, we're going to the basement yeah, of the yeah. bottom bank. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Next one. Filmed practices secretly and lifted signals allowing them to know the plays ahead of time. Patriots, not Patriots. Oh, man. Um. Patriots! Dig, 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 dig. Patriots. Mike Whitfield is starting to get the hang of this game. He's on fire, baby. And the final question Patriots, not Patriots, the Armenian genocide. Patriots! Dig, 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 Tell him what he's won, ladies and gentlemen. He has won a lifetime supply of... what I get? Self-esteem and confidence. Yes! Good luck to you, Mikey Winfield, in this thing called life. Yeah, man. I'm, this just feels good to be a winner, you know? Doesn't and it feel good to like, be a man, winner? Man, there's, there's, there's talent, but then there's winners. There's winners, And baby. you want to be on the winning side. But at what cost? Like... Oh. I think the Patriots actually should have been blackballed from the league. Like, if you if you film, like, practices secretly so you know the signals and which play calls are coming ahead of the time, don't you think that's 
the most like out egregious level of cheating you could possibly have. How could you cheat more than that? It doesn't matter if you kick out a team like the Patriots. All they're going to do is like all join the Cincinnati Bengals, then they'll move <laughs> to Boston, and then they'll be the new. Right. It'll be the same thing. They were so actually, yeah, they were actually like, uh, they were actually fined a first round pick for this and a bunch of money. Well, oh. I think it's like, like you know, like SMU had the, the death thing where they were no longer allowed to operate. I think they should have lost like five first round picks in a row. Okay. Because this is how extensive this was. A backup quarterback named John Freeze, uh, this is the first time they did this, was told that the Patriots had a tape of the Bucks' signals. He was instructed to memorize the signals and during the game to watch Bucks' defensive coordinator, Monty Kiffin, and tell the offensive coordinator what the defensive play was going to be. And then Weiss would relay over the headset to Drew Bledsoe, who was the quarterback. You know what? So it's like in Tecmo Bowl when you know the play. You, you know, know what I mean? You know what? Forget this. Fuck football. Kaepernick! <laughs> well, it is very fucked up how Kareem Hunt, who beat the shit out of that woman, is going to be in the league next year. Oh, and absolutely. And Ka- Kaepernick will not be. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's sit on that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. And when I was referencing that they were good at the refereeing and officiating game and not so much good at the other things, that may have been one of the things I was talking about. But listen to what else the Patriots used to do. They would go undercover as media members – uh, with media credentials listed as C- Patriots TV or Kraft Productions uh, so they could film. Uh, each video sequence would usually include three shots, the down and distance, the signal, and a tight shot of a cheerleader's top or skirt. Man, I hate okay? it. I hate this freaking this, this testosterone used the wrong way, man, especially yeah. today. I Eventually, just, it got damn. out of control, wow. even leading to accusations of the very first Super Bowl that uh, the Rams won. Now, this is like some Kennedy-level conspiracy shit. And this is fact, what I was about to tell you. So uh-huh. so they were accused of... Here, I'm actually going to queue up queue up the great Eric Dickerson. Here's him talking and about I'll it. I'll say this to all the Boston fans, as I watch them on social media. They, 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 they out there after me. Uh, <laughs> we want a rematch from, uh, in L.A. We, we want them back again mm. because they cheated us. Mm. They they cheated us. They cheated us. They know they cheated us. Mm. Back in New Orleans, they watched our film, so we want some more of them. But yeah, exactly. And you also had Marshall Falk uh, saying, "I understand Bill Belichick is a great coach, but I'll tell you something: we ran plays in the end zone we hadn't ran. I think we got to fourth down. We ran three plays that we had not ran that Mike drew up just for that game. Bill's a hell of a coach. We ran in hand then the whole year. They were ready for it. You know what I mean?" How do you? How is watching another team's film cheating? Not no, not film, Mikey Winfield. Their practice walkthroughs. Okay, okay. so they are going through their practice before the game, and in football, you are making signals to call the plays. Oh yeah. So they got their exact signals for the Super Bowl, and then they could see and know which plays these guys were. If there wasn't a better time. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I just think that's that's like. That's so crazy. You know what I mean? Wow. I think they should be. You mean cheating? Yeah. I mean, I think that's just like such a whole different fucking level of cheating that everybody just swept under the rug to the point that all of this, after all of this came out, do you know the actions of the league office? They raided the Patriots uh, Gillette Stadium and found a room with all these videotapes. Do you know what they did with them? What did they do? They didn't release them to the media. They didn't let even an objective journalist see them. They immediately destroyed them mm-hmm. in fire. Wow. Which leads me to believe that they were just straight up jacking signals for every team they 
played for damn, God knows how long, damn, man. That's 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 insane, man. I wish yeah. someone would destroy all my my porn tapes <laughs> in the world. Well, yeah. you gotta have a buddy in case you pass away that somebody goes over and takes care of that, right? Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. but we also have other news today, so. Uh, We'll see. We're going to do our preview next week for the okay. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But we had big news today in the NBA. You had the all-star teams come out. Yo, with exciting. Le- LeBron and Giannis as captains who will be selecting, uh, who will be selecting like their teams. Do you like this whole new like uh, gym class selection process? You know what? I do. I do. You know, yeah. I mean, this East versus the West thing is very unbalanced. And I like this approach. And uh, Giannis has earned it. He is a beast. And uh, he looks like he loves the game, man. It's fun to watch guys that, like, really are bringing a passion. My dude, Magic Mike, has that team spaced the fuck out. And it, it goes to show you what can happen with good coaching and a good system. And I think you see the same thing in Toronto with Nick Nurse, what's going on with Kawhi. I love these teams. Uh, you know, I love the Bucks and the Raptors. Because they are what the NBA should be. One dominant superstar, good coaching, and like a GM who just pieced around them with with parts that are complimentary. And then the superstars win in the end. Yeah. And that's the name of the game, man. But, dude, I think the young guys are not on that whole LeBron shit. You know, LeBron's banana boat, let's all be friends shit. I don't think the new guys are like that. I think the new guys kind of like going after each other. You know? you know, man, and there's some guys that's not in the clique, you know, that's how it is, man. Yeah, some guys yeah. are like, yo, he cool, he's cool, and yeah, man, I like the element of competition. I think it's great, man. I think it's great, but it is also trade season. The other thing that has happened is the NBA the deadline. NBA has moved up its deadline hey, are you to gonna, February 7th. Wait, man, did, did you get to the snubs, or were you going to, like, mention? The snubs? Uh, well, I don't know. Who are who are the snubs? I, the thing is, I don't know who made it, so it doesn't matter. So. You want to know who made it? I will yeah. read to you right now. Do the list. It. Do the list. I'll, do, I'll give you the list of who made it. One second. Oh, yo, drop that list. Here is the list of people who made it uh rapid fire them lebron james giannis paul george kd steph uh harden uh anthony davis Kawhi, Embiid, kemba kyrie oh kemba's a great addition keep going uh those are your full starters i know luca was on there I saw Derrick Rose was second in voting. Uh, you think that was sympathy? I know he's killing this year. No, but he has know, an interesting. Uh, it's it's story. Just, it's just kind of weird. Uh, the the thing with guys like Derrick Rose and Vince Carter, once they have their fan base, it's entrenched, and they vote for them every year. Vince Carter is still one of the top vote getters. Derrick Rose is still one of the top vote getters, and I don't know if it's their fans in the states stand for him so much. Yeah, as much as like overseas fans, once they like them, they just kind of like stick with them. Yo, I think Vince should enter the dunk contest and just do regular dunks. I think Vince should enter the dunk contest and do everything that he did. No, no, no. He's forty, so yeah, he has yeah, to yeah, do yeah, like yeah. forty-year-old at twenty-four hour fitness dunks. Yeah. So like I guess I guess it. I guess the um, I guess the bench guys aren't sorted yet. Exactly. Hey, man, why every year is Dame snubbed? Every. Luol Dang? L- no, Lillard. Every year, oh, Lillard is that extra guy that just doesn't make it. 
uh, I don't know. I, I think Dame Lillard's one of the great players of the NBA. And if I was LeBron, I would be doing everything to get him to Portland. You know what I mean? Oh, easy, easy. I think there's a lot of interesting things. You know, this trade deadline seems like it's a little quieter. You know, I wish AD's whole situation, Anthony Davis, was more immediate. You know, I think yeah. the Pelicans are making a huge mistake. This guy's going to – he's going to leave. Okay? He's gone. Oh, yeah. He's already gone. You could go – You know why he's going to leave? He's going to leave because of Kevin Garnett. That's what happens, man. Like, oh, because KG's in his fucking ear about Yeah, going yeah. He's like, yo, of course you go with LeBron, man. Go. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah? Well, oh, yeah? okay. Well, Anthony Davis is also with Clutch Sports, which is LeBron's uh, agency and company. You know what I mean? So it's like it's pretty much an inevitable deal. So rather than lose him when you're, like, pressured, trade him now and get fucking Ingram and Lonzo, you know, or Ingram and Kuzma. Get some good – and a couple picks. Get something worthwhile, dude. Even if I did – you, know, you could remake the Lakers there. You could get Ingram, yeah. Lonzo, Julius Randle is already there. Yeah, he's already there, right? He's already there. The up and coming Lakers in uh, New Orleans, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But man, I hate that though, man. They're still doing this whole super team BS, man. It's just the super team thing sucks. But when guys sucks. get pride, you know, it sucks. It sucks. But you know, there are some names out there who can help you. I think Kevin Love would have been the biggest name on the trade market. I could actually see him ending up in. Los Angeles eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know I mean USC guy, right? You uh UCLA. Yeah. UCLA gay, but also okay. also now he has become a tried and true LeBron guy. At the beginning of the relationship, remember Kevin Love wasn't hanging out with the team. Yeah, right. And and LeBron was subtweeting him. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to why are you trying to fit out? You should be fitting in. Right. Remember when Ke- Kevin Love was like, I fit out, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But now, so you know that whole thing where Kyrie called LeBron to apologize oh, man. I, for being know, a shit teammate? Right, man. You know, Kyrie's very calculated. You think you so? Know? I mean, he should well, calculate the circumference of the earth is what the fuck he should maybe calculate. Maybe that too, but why, I mean, why do you do that, man? Is that like your way of motivating guys that know that you were there but don't see you on that leadership level? I don't know if they see Kyrie. At that level of leadership. Yeah, I think that's him. I think he's too self. I think he's too, you he know, is. he's too Iverson. He is. And Iverson's a beast, so that's a whole other conversation. I love Iverson. Iverson's lovable. Yo, man. yo, he is, though. But I think <laughs> Kyrie's too, um, it's too him, you know? It's, like, it's, it's too him. And the reason he did it was him, too. Yeah, you yeah. know? He was like, okay, these young guys, I can't talk to them because they're like, oh, shit, you did that to LeBron. So here I'm saying LeBron. I fucked up, so now these guys have to listen to me. I think it was some weird thing like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, But right. my favorite detail of that whole story is LeBron was hanging out in L.A. drinking his glass of wine. Do you know who LeBron was hanging out with? Nah, nah. Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Love was hanging really? out with LeBron when Kyrie gave the call. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think they should just remake the Cavs in L.A. with all the new young L.A. pieces. I feel like that would work. I don't want Kyrie to come to L.A., <laughs> man. I just don't want that because yeah. Kyrie's a super talent, but I take Steph. I take Dame over Kyrie. Yeah. You yeah. know, and Kyrie's dope, man. Like, he got moves. Like, he'll have – he's the one that gets the crowd making noise, you know. Be- best, best handles I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's the guy that you get the, oh, oh. 
But man, I'm a fan of the dude without the ego. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like yeah. the pretty girl that, yo, she knows, but she doesn't go out telling you. You're, how you're she is. literally describing Kyrie versus Steph. You that know is, what I mean? That is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Kyrie, Kyrie outplayed Steph that series that they won. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, Steph is. Steph, I've come to have begrudging, and again, using that term, for, uh, admiration for Steph. Yeah. Because. You see that Warriors team, and if he wasn't there, they would fall apart yesterday. He's the glue. The Draymond KD, like, shade, subtweet, beefs would be amazing. And I kind (laughs) of hate him just for robbing us of that, like, T. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, his presence, man, it's just, like, it's wholesome. It's like, yo, man. Meanwhile, they're rolling. They're, like, a ridiculous plus 30 net rating with DeMarcus. DeMarcus is just gelling right the fuck in, which I was wrong about. I thought there was going to be issues there getting him on the court. But right away, he's they're a better team. Team with him right yeah. away. Their spacing uh, is great, yeah. you know. It's, just I don't not, it's not even fair. But there are a couple of things we know about NBA trades trade season. I want to get your thoughts on one, Mikey Winfield. We know, we know the Hornets and the Wizards are likely staying pat, which is sad, you know. Uh, we know Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere. We know that you can get some useful parts from the Hawks, you know, Jeremy Lin, Baysmore, and Torian Prince, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. We know you can probably get Andrew Wiggins is out there. Andrew Wiggins is out Boo! there. What do you think about Wiggins? Yeah, man, I feel like he's a he's not even an underachiever. He's just not that good. Yeah. And I think a guy like him needs um, a mentor and he just needs uh, an extra like, element. You mean to like his a Jimmy game. Butler? Yeah, right. No, man. And you know, yeah, man, I think he just he's just not that guy. He has all world talent, but he just he doesn't have the drive to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe the understanding on how to do it. Like if you play two K franchise mode, I love two K franchise mode, maybe even more than the game. But like Andrew Wiggins is a guy in two K that you draft and he's a seventy nine as a rookie, which is great. You're like, Oh my god, I got this seventy nine as a rookie, he's gonna be a boss, but he only ever gets to like an eighty two. You know what I mean? He yeah. never develops past like an 82. Which is, man, it, it sucks, man, because you see all the potential in the world, but yeah. it's just not being tapped into. And exactly. Like you said, I don't know if he knows how to. And exactly. Yeah. Um. You also have C.J. McCollum, who's always kind of vaguely out there. I don't think the Trailblazers, I think they're kind of stuck, and they don't know where to go with it, and they don't like the way they those two guards pair defensively, Lillard and McCollum. McCollum t- re- reminds me in the the Mike Conley you know category with they're like great additions they're yeah. not so much uh, Con- game changers. Conley was has more of a grit and a determination and a winningness to him when he was uh, he's older now but yeah. when he was in his prime I mean those Grizzly teams were a handful I don't think the Trailblazers ever reached that they had the chance to last year but you know getting losing in the first round or whatever right yeah. But I don't know. So you like what about CJ? I've always thought CJ would pair great with LeBron. I I think he's not a game changer. I think for LeBron, I think he is an incredible talent, and that's great, man. But maybe a third piece rather yeah, than the second yeah, piece. Yeah, exactly that. You know. So if you were the Trailblazers, how do you get out of their little rut? The Trailblazers. I think yeah. just need to. They just need to be the team that AD wants to go to. Dame needs to say, look, me and you need to team up. Dame yeah. needs to be the guy to recruit 
and to get the big star because, you know, AKD, I mean, it's born up in here in Portland. Let's exactly. just kick it. You'll stay out of trouble. You know, that's what needs to happen because they're just not going to get over the top. One player that uh, Dame has tried to recruit in the past and who's still out there, uh, Bitch Tits Mellow, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, Do you think Carmelo Anthony could help any team outside of China? And you know what? I don't even want to talk about that because it's just kind of sad. You know, <laughs> I think what Carmelo can do is be a part of a team, but never play and just be that cool ass dude to hang around. Yeah. Like, yo, he's like, yo, yeah, my wife's on power. <laughs> yeah, man. You should see my, my wife's wife. on power. Yeah, man. Like, yo, just fun, cool, kicking it. Yeah. But as far as hooping and game changing, you know, he's he's. It's over, you know. Oh, oh, that hurts. Does it hurt? I think you should go to the Shanjan Tigers and play with Steph Marbury Yo, why and not? sell the most sneakers in China. That's how you know NBA players made too much money. Dude, yeah, man, because if he still really had an ambition, that's what he would do. He would go to China and I wanna, blow up. I want to know how much money Steph made. I want to know how much money Steph made Yo, in man, China. Yo, man, he's beyond money. It's Steph, he's a legend he's in got China. A, he's that's got a bigger statue. than money. Does Steph have more money than Andrew Wiggins? Of course he does. Yo, he is a legend in China. He has a statue. He has the Starberries. He has a shoe that was like $7 Okay, does he have more money than Vince Carter? Yes, easy. Think so? Yo, does man. he have more money than first Supermax extension player Mike Conley? Hundred um, million dollar contract. Absolutely, Steph. Yes. Do you, you think Steph is worth like? Yo, he's a staple in China. He has yeah, like yeah, yeah. the government behind him. He's bigger than yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah. In China, he's like specifically made for like yeah. when a movie franchise is just made. For, he's like the Transformers Four. Yeah, of he's, basketball he's players. He's that big, man. <laughs> like these players, they got money and everything, but he has like the yeah. Republic of China. Exactly. Behind him. That's way bigger than exactly. just even money. You know? Man, the thing, the other thing that I think is really sad about this season: injuries ugh, suck. I mean, I'm not even gonna get to, into the Oladipo thing. I'm too. I haven't even acknowledged that it's happened yet, but. um Another team that suffered injuries, uh, a really devastating injury that kind of fucked up their year was the San Antonio Spurs. They were so excited about Deontay Murray. I don't know how, how exactly you pronounce Deontay Murray. Right. So excited. He was supposed to be the next, which is why they let Parker grow. And you know, out of training camp in, in NFL and NBA, you can hear buzz about certain players, and you're like, okay, you know this guy's going to be good. It happened with Russell Wilson. It happens all the time. Deontay Murray was like that. Everything you were hearing about this guy was that he was going to be great. And then he tears his ACL. He's out for the year. The Spurs are where they are. But I think the Spurs are one of those small market teams who should take on onerous, huge contracts that maybe other teams wouldn't take on and make that shit work. Hmm. One such contract is the John Wall contract in Washington, which pays him like $35 million Very interesting. in 2021. I think one of the few situations where that could actually work is John Wall in San Antonio. John Wall, DeMar, LaMarcus, at least they got something going Yo, on. That's, that's actually a good pitch, man. I see... John Wall is a Thanks, guy I'm who needs. Next yeah, week. man, he needs the uh, uh, he needs the, the Bill discipline. Belichick. Yeah, man, he needs that. Let's get Beasley down there too, baby. Yo, man, I don't know about that so much, but I think for John Wall, I think it really works in a system. Yes. Versus him just being this lone yes. guy that's just like I'm gonna do my own thing and never win. How great are the Wizards when Bradley Beal is playing the hard and roll running point? Yeah. All of a sudden, they're a competent above 500 playoff team. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Man, you yeah. know what I feel like with, with, with Bill and uh, John Wall? It's like when, um, what's his name, went to Milwaukee. 
and everyone was like, no, trade Steph. Don't trade, what's his name, that played for the Warriors? What's his name? <laughs> Bogut. No, 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 no. Clay. The other guard. The other guard. Clay, Clay. No, way before that. Wait, wait, say it again, say it again. It was the other guard. It was, it was, oh, Harrison Barnes. No, when Steph was injured, it was before that even. He went to Milwaukee. It was Steph. Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis. And everyone was like, don't trade Monte. Don't trade, trade Monte. They was like, trade <laughs> Steph. You well, know? yeah, actually, we talked about on the podcast last week. Uh, the owner of the Bucks said they had the deal in place that <laughs> Steph was coming. The Warriors had traded Steph Curry to the Milwaukee Bucks for <laughs> Bogut. And the Milwaukee Bucks training staff vetoed the trade because of concerns over Steph's ankles. Yeah, wow. That's Can you believe wild. that shit? I mean, always like looking back, like yo, what, what was that? the fuck? What, was that? what is wrong with you? Damn, yeah, man. but for all, I think I think there are three guys available who's going to help your team most that are definitely getting traded. The first one is Vucevic. Vucevic is like secretly twenty and ten down in Orlando, like killing it this year. Wow, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. Like yeah. Vuce, put Vucevic on the Lakers or something. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I think the Lakers yeah. should be getting motherfuckers. I don't really get what they're doing. Hmm. You know. Because there's so many – there's a weird thing going on in the NBA this year. There's so much parity, and all the teams are so close within a few games in the conference. Like, they're afraid to make moves. Everyone's kind of standing pat, like, where they are right now. You know, and I think Lakers are one of those teams who are going to be aggressors. I think the Pacers were going to be before Oladipo, too. We had six aspiring contracts, Mikey, six. But – uh but I think the Lakers are in position to move some of that shit, man. Get something going over there. I think they Yo, can get some shit going. Something is about to happen. Yeah. And, man, I think the latest I heard was Josh Hart and somebody else. Uh, Josh Hart. And, yeah, that's you always see packages around Hart and Ingram are kind of the hot packages right, right. now. Hey, man, you know, it's funny trying to trade Lonzo. He's so L.A. You know how certain guys are so L.A. Like I, Kuzma, so, so LA. L.A. Kuzma <laughs> is like post-Kobe the most popular Laker. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He he is. Right. I actually love Lonzo's game. You know, he goes through tough stretches like any young guy does. But when him and LeBron are on the court, they can do beautiful things together. Because Le- Lonzo's big. He's tall. He plays defense. He's six six. One of the top seven defensive point you guards in the league. You forget he's six six though, don't you? Yeah, it's just his dad is a fucking nut. Yeah. And you know, he he's gone through month stretches where he shoots forty three percent three. I think you know, you get that guy PT with LeBron. Beautiful things can happen. You know, CJ next to him shooting. Then you get maybe like you're just like that's a, what you want. You're just you like CJ in LA. Listen, and then you're like, this is just objectively building a team. I don't give a fuck about the Lakers. You know what I mean? But then you throw in like you know Kawhi has an art on for LA. He just bought a thirteen point three. He's not going. He thirteen point three million go. dollars. He doesn't go to LA. He doesn't go to um, the Lakers. But you get another guy. Yo, second I mean, guy, you don't, and then Yo, you don't need anyone else if you bring Kawhi. And you put him with LeBron. You yeah. already got you got Lance, you got McGee. Like that's strong you need, enough. No, what you need on that team, you know what you're lacking if Kawhi is there? You need shooting. You need three point shooters to space the floor. You have to have it. They don't have any shooters. Lance Lance and I love Lance, but Lance and spread shit, man. First of all, speaking of trade season, that is a trade that's gonna happen as well. Lance Stevenson will come back to Indiana to to help it's fill the, the void. The end of his career. No, he's coming back this year, baby. I wish he was like you mean our the most entertaining player in the league. Dude, he was our spirit animal. Like the shit he would he would come off the bench and like 
the league would go crazy. It was Indiana would go crazy. The, everyone would like him. Yeah. Okay. Funny guy. Before Funny we get guy. out of here, before we get out of here, the two biggest names who are going to get traded, except for Vucevic, are Conley and Gasol. Okay. Bleach uh, SB Nation had uh, kind of a list of deals for them that I thought were kind of interesting. There's one in particular that I kind of love. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through some of these deals. Okay. The first one was going to be Conley to Indiana, which would have been great. Oh, Conley and Oladipo backcourt. But anyways, we're going to move on. The second one, which I think is super, super interesting. Are you ready for this? Tell me. Is Conley and Gasol traded together, same team, okay, to the Dallas Mavericks for, like, for DeAndre's expiring and maybe whatever's going on with Dennis Smith Jr. You know what I mean? Now, I think that instantly makes that team kind of a little interesting. I love Luka running point. Conley can play off of him. Gasol can do his maybe turn back the clock, be a defensive player of the year again. He's extending his range. Mm. You got Harrison Barnes at the three. My man Dirk coming in for a few minutes. Maybe they can sneak in the playoffs with that. What do you think Conley and Gasol with my boy Luka? Yo, man. And have you gotten a chance to see Luka play this year? I think, yes, I have, and I think – I think that definitely makes them interesting. Yes. But, man, but you're not doing this stuff unless you're trying to make a contender. So all you're doing right now is just making a team sell more tickets. But you're not getting a contender. You don't think that's a contender-ish? No. You don't think that's like a fourth seed-ish type of team? You know, um, who's the who are the four seeds right now? Like Denver's just kind of a shock to me, you know. But you're talking Actually, the Warriors. You're the, talking the, about the analytics before the season were very high on Denver. Yeah, like everything, everything, all the math was working on Denver that they were going to have a great year. But they need seasoning. They're not going to go very far in the playoffs for another year or two. Hmm. But I think what at the top four, Denver, Denver, uh, da, 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 da. Denver Warriors, Denver Warriors, mm. um. The Clippers, maybe? No, not the Clippers. Weren't they up there? They, they started good, but then they uh, they went. Started the problem is that I was saying earlier, all these teams are really bunched close together. Oh, like, yeah. Right. So, for instance, it's uh, the Warriors actually have the number one seed again. It's Warriors, Nuggets. Number three is Thunder, Blazers, Rockets. You know, Rockets, who we left for dead, are all of a sudden back in it. Yeah, man, Thunder can't get over the hump, but you know, man. Then right there, Spurs at six, Jazz Clippers. And these last, oh, like the last, after after the Warriors and the Nuggets, the three through ten teams are like all within six games of each other. Man, you know, your, guy, your guy Paul George is underrated to me. Now, he's he, always been underrated. Even though he's like one of the top five all-stars, this dude, man, like. It, it, it does will, a lot. This is the defensively best. too. This is the best year of his career. He's always been great. He's always been great defensively. What I don't like about the current NBA and current NBA prognosticators and even just fan talk, defense is half of the game. Yeah. It's half right. of the game. Right. You know, defense is half of the fucking game. So you have guys like that who are great defensive players. He doesn't get his due. Because he's not scoring Harden points. But Harden's not playing defense. No. Uh, you know what I mean? What do you mean, Westbrook? Or you mean just Harden in general? Because they're only Harden. Gi- you're only giving them all James the, the praise Harden. for scoring. You know, gotcha. I, Paul George is almost as valuable of a player as James Harden, but you wouldn't think of it just because it's James Harden's outstanding offensive output. You know, another case in point, I think Miles Turner is the best defensive player in the league this year. You know, 
I think he's one of the top players in the league this year, but just because his offensive game is that great, he doesn't get that because he's a defensive player. You know? yeah, yeah. And that's also why Jordan is better than LeBron, because his defensive prowess. Freaking, freaking LeBron, man. Yeah, yeah. That guy. So do you think – okay, so you were saying you were saying that you don't think that would make him a contender. Which which team – do you think – which team out of, the, out of the next three, if they were to receive a Gasol-Conley combo, let's say – would have the best chance of perhaps competing with the top teams in the West if if they received these Conley. See, man, here's together. the thing: I think you pair anyone at that caliber with LeBron, then you have a chance. Well, here's here's my three teams. One was going to be the Mavericks, the other was going to be the Spurs, and the third was going to be the Lakers. Yeah, so I, I do. I still feel that put LeBron with enough caliber more than Popovich give him with some those defense, guys. You know, I think so. I think that puts him over the top. I think right now the culture is changing so much that it will not help the Spurs at all. Yeah, I think there'll just be something different to watch, but they're going to be the same six seed that'll be out in the second round. Yeah, if not the first, right? Yeah, I think the Spurs actually had a chance this year before Deontay Murray got injured. They were my dark horse team. I think I had a chance to make it to the, Yo, the conference finals. You I know, don't man, think so anymore. DeRozan no. is not Kawhi. Kawhi is literally, he's special. DeRozan is not Kawhi, but you remember, they were a three or four seed last year, and they didn't have Kawhi all year. So you're adding DeRozan to what they were last year. Kawhi wasn't there. Yo, man, but the, Raptors, what I'm the Raptors were number one seed last year but people are talking like they were not a number one seed because they weren't year. a number one seed last year you saw they are this year though you know, i think i think the other team that could be really interesting for gasol conley both of them or one of the two is the sixers you know i think the sixers still have huge depth issues i think simmons is the most overrated player in the league boo not true not true and i, I think, think they don't have they don't have enough shooting and spacing he's not overrated he just has lack but he's young. The he, most you, you severe do, lack no, in the history yeah, of lack. But you don't one three-pointer can take a 70 don't look pointer. at him as a second-year player. This guy is an all-star in his second year easily. Third year. Nah, this is the second <laughs> year he's played. Third and real year. He's whatever a that legitimate all-star, and it's just so much to learn. He's so a, he's a le- okay. Good. He's a legitimate all star because the league is eighty two games long and people don't give a shit in game forty seven. But in that's the, in not the, the case, man. His the, skill I'll tell set. You what. His skill set is ridiculous. In and the, he's six nine. the playoffs, point guard. In the playoffs, teams are gonna do what the Celtics did to him last year. They're just not gonna defend him. Did you see what uh, the Rockets? I know they lost, but the Rockets they had a switch uh, where they were doing like some kind of pick and roll with Jimmy Butler and Simmons and the guy just came off of Simmons oh, yeah, and double teamed Butler for the for the shot. It's ridiculous. I think you're gonna see a lot. Well more look man, I got an insider source and what you don't know is oh, that Oh I love insider source. Yo, peep this. Ben's been canceling his dates with Cork with uh with Courtney and he's just been shooting threes. Do we have Yeah uh, man Shooting threes. That's all he does right now is shooting threes because he's not pulling it out into the playoffs. He has the skill set. He wants them to back off, and then they're just going to think he's hot. Like, oh, he's hot. No, he's been practicing shooting threes like every day. He's canceled every day. He's not going to Diddy's parties anymore. Yeah, man. But he doesn't want to reveal it. It's like that thing when the guy fakes injured, but he's really not injured. (laughs) That's going on. Amen. I got a source. If it happens, I got a source. If it happens, you heard it here first. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like he practiced it a lot. He's just not comfortable in games. Like, you know, they say about doing impressions on stage that you can do impressions and you'll feel confident doing them off stage. But unless you are completely confident 
in that impression, you go on stage, you won't be able to hit it like you did before. You have to have complete confidence in the Oh, impression. really? Uh, is that what yeah. they say? That's oh, what okay. they say. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know if you heard them say it, but yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, they always saying something. Okay, we should see. It should be an interesting second half of the season. We'll have our Super Bowl preview next week. Vince, are you here with us? Vince, Tommy's replacement. Vince, let's end it on our life question of the week, our universe question of the week. Vince, come in. Vince, millennial. Vince, Tight Vince, jeans. Vince in the building. Right? Vince in the building. Let us end it with our life question of the week. All right, so this also, Spurs are looking for a wing. That's the last thing. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So this this one's from Tommy. He says, "Our to- This is via Tommy. Okay. Our live question. Really? <laughs> really? Tommy's still in the building. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in 100 years, how will the world have changed in terms of AI, global warming, and social issues? In 100 years, how will the world have changed in terms of AI, global warming, and social issues? Well, man, I'll tackle social really fast. Is that race is really going to have a gigantic um, um, development because so many people are blending. Everyone will be the same kind of color in 100 years. So with that, um, it's going to kill less social because it's going to be less division off of the physicality of how people look and that's just going to eliminate yeah uh division yeah i think that's a good point i think you know increasingly going forward uh the 21st century the social division you're going to see is a wealth division you know when you see reports of 26 families in the world 26 people or families in the world holding as much wealth as the bottom 50 percent that's not something that's going to be able to sustain itself for a really long time. And I think the reactions to that and the counter reactions to that are really what are going to drive a lot of the social unrest uh, of the 21st century. Like, for instance, I think you're going to see a kind of a mass uh, repulsion of capitalism or a movement against capitalism. And, you know, And I think that's a mistake. I don't think capitalism itself is broken. I just think the levers that have been on it have been skewed in the wrong direction. We need a responsible capitalism. The answer to the capitalism we have now is is kind of readjusting it, not throwing it away and replacing it with like a socialist system. And I'll give you and you you see kind of this bubbling up now. And I'll just give you a small anecdote in terms of the Democratic primary, and you can see what I'm talking about. So you have Ocasio-Cortez, who is coming out and saying, let's have a marginal tax rate on people who make over $10 million, meaning once you get to your $10 million, 70% of that is going to go to the U.S. government. You keep 30% of that, okay? Now, I don't think that's going to work. I think that's the kind of policy that will get Republicans elected more and more. I think contra to that, much more smart and much more reasonable, feasible, not only, you know, in terms of markets, but also in terms of politically. So Democrats don't lose another election to a a Trump, you know, is what Elizabeth Warren came out today, a wealth tax over 50 million, 3 percent tax, not 70 percent tax. I think there are things you can do to adjust income inequality. But the thing that's going to drive social unrest is this. This incoming quality, inequality that we haven't seen in American capitalism before, and we have to address it. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get into a very dangerous political situation. Compound that with the fact of what we were talking earlier, that a lot of these manufacturing jobs, trucking jobs, service jobs 
are all going to be going away because AI will be taking these jobs away. There's just Coming no fucking you. way around it. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. So we're going to have to kind of, you know, there's going to be two halves to this century. The first half of it is what are we going to do with this massive income inequality as people are losing their jobs? And the second half of it is going to be, yo, guess what? Maybe we don't need jobs anymore. You well, know what I, mean? I, I don't think and the that's where capitalism may be able to solve, but only when there's something better and we don't need it anymore. I don't think the second half is actually going to exist, because if you want to attack the global warming portion of it, we're breaking the record every year of like yeah. the coldest day ever, yeah. the hottest day ever. Yeah. You can't keep doing that with people sustaining. So we just broke the record. It's going to be negative 50 dead people. Then it's going to be the hottest day ever. 200 degrees dead people. So everyone's just going to (laughs) die. So I don't think that we'll exist after. Not everybody will die. Not everybody will die. The people that dig holes in the ground, the rich will not die with global warming. They'll be able to create. Oh yeah. That that house, that house. Global warming is an income inequality issue as well. It it will affect the poor disproportionately, not only in terms of housing and heat safety, but also in terms of food production. You know what I mean? But I'm glad you brought that up. I, you know, before this current administration, whatever you feel about it, I tended to think humanity, uh, that great Martin Luther King quote, uh, the arc of the universe is long and bent towards justice. If you look at it, we've always gotten better as a species. I know it doesn't feel like it, but you are less likely now to die of war, famine, disease than at any point in human history, right? So we're actually making very great progress, even though it doesn't seem like it. The one thing that can disrupt that progress and us, as Bill Hicks says, exploring space in unison together is global warming. You know what I mean? If we can too cold or too hot. Yeah. <laughs> How well, simple is that? <laughs> we're so dumb. How are we debating whether global warming is real? We have fucking thermometers and we know how to average. It's yeah. all you need to do is look at the fucking thermometer. It's so stupid that we can't get on a page. It's like a, it's like there's a meteor heading towards us and we see the meteor oh, yeah. heading towards us right. and we know oh shit that meteor is going to be here in 20 to 40 years. We don't know when. You know, you know, I'm not encouraging but you, to, you to move here, but why do people still live in Arizona? Yeah, I don't get that. Yo, like, you know that the sun is literally beaming <laughs> right on you. Why are you still living there? Yeah. <laughs> you insane. are the ant underneath the microscope. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. And you know what they say by, like, 2080, 2100, the warmest month now will not be the coldest month then. So June now will be colder than December then. Yo, man, I guess our generation is like, they're great that they're going to tap out at about But as long as you don't offend anybody, it's all good. <laughs> That's it. Don't offend. Just don't offend anybody. Now, imagine the comedy in 2080. <laughs> is it hot in here or is it just rising global temperatures? <laughs> Yo, what'd you say? Is it hot? Yo, man, let's, let's protest. <laughs> is it hotter in here or is it the dissolving atmosphere? What is it? Hey. I can't wait for a Mutant Overlords. It should be awesome. I watched Mad Max. I'm ready for it. Today's guest has been Mikey Winfield. Mikey, tell them where to find you. Yo, man. Instagram, Mikey Winfield. That's what people need to do. They need to put two E's in the middle. Mike E. Winfield. Two E's two in the E's middle. Two E's in the middle. That's my new thing. Two Mike E's. E. Winfield. Two uh, E's in the middle. Two E's Across in the middle. Across the board. Across the board. Yeah, yeah. And no this- DMs, y'all. No DMs.
Yeah. This man is blowing up like a SpaceX rocket being transferred in a very bad storm. Hey, man, that's funny if that was the case. What if it really happens? What if it really happens? What? Like this joy of this guy believing that Mikey Winfield is about oh, to go. Oh, I know. What if? I've always believed that since, uh, <laughs> since, since we were hanging out in Vegas and shit. I've always believed that. Find Fanatics at Fanatics Pod, Instagram, Twitter. I'm Sean Joshi. Two A's. Hey, two A's. At Sean.Joshi. Sean. Uh, I'm going to go eat Thai food now. Take care, guys. See you at the apocalypse. Good night.